One guy, what's up, baby? What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What's good, players? Back with another episode of High Vertical this week. We have not given up on it yet. I am your new host, Nick, and your co-host, old host host, Eric, is here as well. How's it going, Eric? It's going good, Super Bowl, Nick. I'm just happy to be here, give my uh, expertise. This is the only place we give it out, you know? So you yeah, that's true. Sure. People don't like listening to me yell for hours on end about sports, except for when I talk to you about it. You don't mind it. So I appreciate that. Other people, it makes them uncomfortable, and they say that I should get back to doing my job. So <laughs> this is a this is a nice change of pace for me. So we got some NBA news. We got some Champions League news that we know that Jordan's going to skip through. And then we got some NFL stuff, as always. Off-season's getting pretty wild. And then we're going to talk about our mock off-season plans, which, a little spoiler, I started working on that and realized I didn't like the idea. Sounded way better when it came out of my mouth than when I actually practiced it. But we'll talk about that later. Um, What do you want to talk about for NBA news? So I'll start with some light heat news. They're on their West Coast road trip. We play the Los Angeles Lakers today. uh, I think it's like a 10. It's a Saturday. 8.30 830 Eastern. 8.30 Eastern. By the time this drops, it will be done. Uh, It's been a tumultuous uh, road road uh road yeah. trip uh we started off good winning at houston and then it's it's kind of been downhill since then mm-hmm. let me let me see the last i watched the golden state game dude me too uh i'll, I'll, I'll mm. i do want to talk about that because that game it's frustrating very frustrating uh let me see do full coverage please that game, yeah. I mean, the, that game to the me West was Coast the road trip, so. that. But that game, we had that game. We were winning. All, yeah, Steph you're up by Curry, fourteen. We're up by fourteen. Steph was like garbage through the first three quarters, mm-hmm. and it was just right there, dude. It was right there for us. And also, the, a Clippers game. We lost to the Clippers, who were without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Oh, that's that, tough. You got them when they were without both of them, dude. That's, and we ooh, lost one eighteen, one twenty five. Marcus Morris Sr., who's having a great year, by the way. I hate the Morris. Showed players. up against the They always. Yeah, he's a dirty player. <laughs> they always fuck us over. It was last in the finals last year, and now this. But that and like and both Jimmy and Bam are playing phenomenal. Uh, they aver- They they're like one of the only duos, I believe, in um, NBA history to average a triple double through like two games. Together, yeah, your cat's upset about it too. Yeah, he's a, that, that no one's stepping up to help he's him. He's a big Heat guy. He's yeah, a big heat he, guy. he feels it. Yeah, I didn't even realize because I'm looking at it now. But Jimmy had a a very quiet triple double in that he's game. Been, he's been he's been great. He's been averaging a triple double. I think I think it was like a three game uh, streak. He's with a, with a triple double, and we beat the Kings, which we should have. Of course, we should beat the Kings, but the thing with the Heat is Bam also had a triple double then. Yeah, um, I've been hearing rumors, and I have I've uh, this is not this is actually real. Uh, a lot this uh, a lot I follow a lot of uh, South Florida podcasts and sports beat stuff, and a yeah. lot of them are they have some ties to the NBA, are saying that the Heat are definitely going to make two moves. There may not be splashy Ooh. moves, but they're going to be t- and that one of the moves is definitely going to be for. Um, I think he's a king. I can't pronounce his name. He's a power forward. 
know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, uh, Nemanja Bialica? Yeah. Yeah, he I heard scored, the Sixers are in on him, too. Yeah, he scored 28 points against us when we beat them. So yeah, he's, 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 a, really he's good. a good uh, four off the bench. Yeah, we need a, that's what we need right now. And I, I would love John Collins. I would go all out on John Collins if given – because I would definitely trade Duncan Robinson right now for John Collins and, like, some picks and maybe Kelly Olenek. But the thing is, like, John Collins is on a really cheap contract. I think he's only averaging $4 million this year. So I think yeah. it would be a, it would be, they would have to like do some cat magic trade to make it work with a because I would trade like I would probably trade I would trade Kendrick Nunn a pick and we can get a third team involved so we can make the salaries work but yeah the problem with the John Collins trade value and not you know I have him circled on my Celtics trade target wish list um, he they like the Hawks need defense so. It'd be something where they might actually be more inclined to trade for like a, like an Iguodala or um, I don't think you could trade. Avery Bradley type and <sighs> Iguodala. I don't think would play for them. No, he wouldn't. And, that's the thing. Like I don't think we and, could trade him because of that. Yeah, that's like kind of. I mean, good for Iguodala for you know being able to choose where he wants to play, but it also it, yeah. it sucks if you're trying to trade him from a management perspective. Yeah. But uh. And the Celtics don't really have anyone except and, for, uh, I mean, you got Marcus Smart, but, you know, you could try to trade Shemi Ojale, but on paper, I mean, that doesn't look good. And he also, yeah. like, on like you would have to give up a lot with Shemi Ojale, and the return probably just wouldn't be worth it because Shemi Ojale is actually a pretty good reserve for them right now. Yeah, and... So I don't know. Also, like, Spo has been having, like, a very so-so year right now, and a lot of Heat fans are pretty upset with him, especially after that, uh... Come on, dude. Just took a big dump, so he's kind of zooming around. Uh, okay, Spo just makes him want to shit. He's yeah. so upset. But did you watch? You, did you watch the whole? Uh, I mean, the last like five minutes of the Warriors game. Yeah, that's when I because it was kind of like on in the so, background for me up until that point. Then I watched like the last five minutes and I watched overtime. So, it the like the last thirty seconds, the the uh, Warriors had the ball, and. They kick it out to Ubre. He misses the game-winning three. It's 105-105. Instead of calling a timeout, Spo lets him play, which I like. I'm not sure in the moment. Classic Brad Stevens move. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> like Tyler had it. I mean, he was Tyler had the ball. I was kind of confident too, but then Tyler kicks it to Kendrick Nunn, and then like there's one second left, and Kendrick Nunn like tries to do this like layup like. Uh, I mean, like, just like a, I don't know, man. I don't, I really hey. just don't know. Cause like, what was like Tyler thinking? And also Tyler and Kendrick Nunn are both having better years. If you look at their numbers compared, like they're all, yeah. they're having a better year this year than last year. I'm not and it's sh- KYP. Like, yeah. It's know your personnel. Yeah. That's the thing. And it's like, if you have a bunch of young guys out there on the court, call a timeout, call a timeout. Because like, unless you're a savvy, like eight, nine year veteran, the odds of you turning that into a successful play without a timeout and crunch time are so low because they're just a bunch of young guys are all jacked up. I know you're going against Steve Kerr on the other side who also, if he has a timeout break, can draw up some good defense. Yeah. But your odds of drawing up play to get a bucket are better than just letting yeah. these guys freestyle and, and try to get some shit happening. That's it, it. I don't know. I feel like... I'm with you. It frustrates me to no end yeah. when the Celtics do that. It's like... I, 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 I'm not giving up on the season. I feel like we have some pretty winnable games. I would say the Lakers game, I think 
look, I think we're still this, we're still good enough to play against the Lakers. We just have to find our confidence again. And, like, it's crazy because everyone's playing good. It's just like we're not turning it into wins, and that is frustrating. That's really frustrating for me. Because I mean, everyone's the East putting... is just – the East is crazy right now, too. You guys are only – yeah, you're like a game you're, – you're tied for being out of the playoff um, – the play-in tournament with Atlanta, like they're on the outside looking in because I guess you have the tiebreaker over them. But you're also only seven and a half games back from the first seed. Yeah. So it's, it's not impossible. I mean, we're, it's yeah, you're two and a half games from being yeah. in the sixth seed. I feel it, like we just really, – this to me feels a lot like that season right before we got Jimmy where we were dog shit before the All-Star break. And then after the All-Star break, we were probably one of the best teams in the league as far as records go. But we still didn't make the playoffs because we were so bad in the first half. It kind of feels like that. I feel like Spo just needs to get us to the. Uh, we just need to get to the All Star break. Bad, bad. Yeah. We just need it. We just I, need it. I'm hoping. I mean, obviously, there's the news with all these different COVID variants and all that, and they they appear to be more transmissible. But hopefully, with more vaccinations and more herd immunity and things like that, hopefully there will be less stoppages in play and you know less biblical blizzards and things like that that are postponing play. Uh, where the whole league can just get in a rhythm more. And I think when the whole league gets in a bit of a rhythm, yeah. you'll start seeing the actual hierarchy of the league uh, take shape. But right now, it's just kind of a, a yeah. clusterfuck. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks are struggling. Granted, they're the third seed, but they've had some tough times. KD Celtics has have been struggled. Out. KD has been missing games with COVID. Like, Yeah, he got it again, I guess, or got exposed yeah. to it at least, and needs yeah. to take some time. I'm not sure exactly what the story is with that. Yeah, I mean, that's a really um, weird one. And also, like, people are... The trade de- trade rumors like Blake Griffin is like a big piece that's definitely going to move before the deadline, and like I don't want Blake Griffin on my team. <laughs> yeah, and, I don't want him at that contract. If he wants to, you know, get paid by the Pistons to not play for them and then take like a minimum with the Celtics, that's fine. But it sounds like he, he's going to join the Lakers if anybody. Yeah, um, which would which be makes which sense. Be he's a Yeah, guy. yeah, that would make sense, and it would be a he could get his revenge on the Clippers organization. Yeah, which, you know, I, I obviously hate the Lakers, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing that for Blake. I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing I mean, it seems like the Lakers or the Nets will, will likely win. Um, Zion, did you finals. see Zion's 31-point game? My, my boy I has been falling that. out. That was, was that against uh, that was Memphis? Against, that was against Memphis. Him and Ja were going at it. It was really a really good game. Uh, I think Zion's finally, like, people I think are kind of – I wouldn't say over Zion, but I feel like people are not getting what they expected with him. Like, yeah, you that, just gotta let him play his game. I mean, his, his game, game is, is also boring. terribly constructed yeah. around him. Yeah, and like his game is like for most people not that interesting because he's a great post player. He's gonna get to the basket. He's a great finisher at the line. He does shoot the three every now and again, but he's and like his dunks are very like they're not like uh like that Anthony Edwards dunk. Did you see that dunk? Yeah, did you see it? I don't it? think I did. Oh my, Nick, no, you got, no. it's like the dunk of the year. He fucking me, bodied go, uh, this guy, dude. It's he, what, who dude, is it against? The Toronto Raptors. Oh my god, he, he bodied this poor <laughs> the Tampa guy. Tampa Bay Raptors. Oh, sorry, the Tampa Bay Raptors, but he bodied this poor bench player. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god, is that Matt Hunt? Good. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Bodied him. Nothing dude. I love more than seeing crackers get dunked on. Oh my god. Okay, I'm pulling Ridiculous. it up now. All right, we got who is this with the ball? Number six. God, I don't even know half these guys on the Timberwolves. <laughs> Boy, their their dark blue unis look pretty cool though. I like that. We're gonna. Oh, uh, 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 
Oh. <laughs> they, they did like a WWE move on oh him. Oh, my God. Dude, came off him, man. Oh, my God. That was like a... But, oh, he's just got that grin on his face, too. Like, yep, caught a body. Caught a body, <laughs> bro. Caught a body. On Yudo Watanabe. Yeah. Watanabe. I think he's a, a Japanese player. Watanabe. He's a who player? A Japanese player. Oh. Uh, sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> right into the duck sauce. In the face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he got fucked there. Dude. You don't make it back from that really easily. No, that's like... And Anthony Edwards, I, like, the Timberwolves have been just so, I think, riddled with COVID and Towns has been out. Like, they have just not caught a break this year. But he's been putting together a really decent uh, rookie year for uh, for being on such a really bad team. And I think he's already, like, yeah. shown me that he's not going to be Andrew Wiggins, too. I think he has. Yeah. I think his he he's a little bit more explosive, and he I think likes the because I don't know to me Andrew kind of always like shied away from the limelight. Was very uh when he played he was more of like a he just wanted to be a part of the machine and like Anthony Edwards like he wants to break out, dude. He's uh, Andrew Wiggins is very clearly passive Canadian. Yes, Anthony, and uh, Anthony Edwards is that's a Southern boy right there. Yeah, and he he definitely wants to prove people wrong. You can tell it. Like you could tell, he was very frustrated with yeah. people thinking that he would be like one of the worst number one overall picks in a while, and that he may not have been the best player in his draft class. And he may not be. Yeah. But he's definitely determined to not be labeled a bust. Yeah. Him and, and Halliburton. I mean, he's doing a good job. I, so I would, far. Yeah, I think him and Halliburton because Halliburton's been playing really good too. His stats are yeah kind of not. not Lamelo's been playing well too. He's. And, and I've liked what I've seen from Wiseman a little bits and pieces. I mean, it's not there consistently. Oh, man. Yet, when, he get, when he turn when he, because it to me, like in all sports, like in, I would say just in football and basketball, the bigger guys take a little bit more time to develop because that, yeah. that, that type of game is, it's all head in the head. You have to have experience. Yeah. You have to, because when, when, uh, when Wiseman, I think like in two seasons, maybe three seasons, he is going to be a monster. By the end of that rookie yeah. contract, the, he is going to be a fucking monster. No no doubt in my mind. Yeah, and the big guys, sometimes their bodies aren't completely NBA-ready yet. I think Wiseman is close, but I think he could still bulk up a little more and everything to, to really bang down there. Yeah. Not that he does a poor job of it now, but I think he could beef up a little bit, make it better. Yeah. Um, get stronger. Bit more and, yeah, yeah and, and once he has some more help there on the perimeter, too, once Clay comes back, you know— hoping that he doesn't have another freak injury um there it's gonna be a really that's good gonna team. be a really good fit for him i can't wait I, I it's to me that clay injury is still like the most tragic thing that's happened that like the like, off season thing like that was that sucks uh, yeah kind of uh, yeah it's yeah. still like watching the game the other night like when uh when, when Steph was cold, State was it's like it was like if clay yeah, was here was i mean this wouldn't like, like i think we uh, like that's why they work so well like yeah I wish I hope it, he comes it, back at least like eighty five percent and like he's still an effective shooter and he can play like somewhat strong defense and he's still a really good role player. He can still move without the ball. Like that's all. I, that's all I hope for. I don't. I don't need him to be a hundred percent, but just get as close as you can. Yeah, you really need that other guy um, to step in. Like you need two guys, and then you need if you don't have like a third legit star, you need at least like three other starters that could potentially pick up the slack. Yeah. Um, and that's how you can get a winning formula in the NBA. It's like you're seeing it now. Like Jimmy and Bam are going to get theirs. It's yeah. who else is going to step up. Um, 
that's the thing. And with the Celtics, like JB and JT are going to get theirs. But if like one of them's having an off night, who's going to step up? You yeah. know, sometimes it's Kemba. Other times, you know, you got to hope for a miraculous shooting performance from someone else. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And shout out to LeBron. He passes, I think, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for 35,000 points. Yeah, did that against the Nets. Man, he's at the point where he's reached Tom Brady level for me, where it's like, yeah. at least I've always liked Tom Brady, So, but I imagine from someone who like hasn't always liked Tom Brady that it's like, man, fuck that guy. And now most people are at the point where they just like kind of laugh at it and just yeah. appreciate that they're witnessing greatness. That's how I feel about LeBron, where it's like, you know, I used to hate this guy. Always bounce my team. It's very frustrating. Now it's just like what he's doing at his age is insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Like to still MVP, be putting up MVP I, level seasons. Like him and Joel just had a fifty point game last night, and he is having an MVP like season. So it's it's going to yeah. be really interesting the this MVP race because that guy is like we said it last week. Like he's been playing out of his mind. Like he did. He re, I think like that bubble really bothered him. I think the performance of the Sixers in the bubble really pissed him off. Yeah, and it looks like he took it personally, which he should. Like that's why that's what makes a really good NBA player is when you take stuff really personally and you like instead of like just doing nothing about it, just go back into the lab, develop your game, and then come back even stronger. He's having a hell of a season. Yeah, I was really hoping he'd have just like one more subpar year. Yeah, and the Celtics could trade for him, but that that did not happen. No, he he has turned it on entirely. and, and, uh, And who's to know? Maybe Doc is like the catalyst for this. I think he is. I think he's a big part of it. I mean, I think, obviously, Joel, like, just had something flick in his head anyway where he was going to dominate. But I think, like, the team success as a whole has a lot to do with Doc. And yeah. um, and with the team doing well and Joel realizing that a lot of it's on him, but, like, he has a competent coaching staff that can kind of add some cushion as well. Because uh, yeah, guys like Tobias Harris having great years again who – Last time he had a really great year was under Doc Rivers in L.A. Yeah. Um, so it, it's I, – I think Doc Rivers' addition is, like, the best addition that that team has made in a long time. Yep. And uh, I think that's it for NBA stuff. Uh, James Harden has been playing really well. Yeah. That Nets-Lakers uh, finals preview minus KD and Anthony Davis was uh, – it was interesting. Um Definitely would have liked to see Anthony Davis in there to see how much that would have changed things. But it, it looks like if that's the finals matchup, that'd be great for the Nets. I think the Nets will have a harder time making it out of the East um, rather than playing the Lakers in the finals if that's what the matchup ends up being. Because um, yeah. the Nets and Lakers are both kind of equivalent in terms of their bench depth, um, which they don't have a ton of. I mean, the Lakers seemed a lot deeper on paper, but... I don't know. A lot of those bench guys don't really impress me, and I don't think Montrez Harrell is going to be very playable down the stretch. Yeah. Maybe I could be wrong, but um, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. They're not. They're not as deep as I I had thought going into the year. But maybe that changes too. Maybe some yeah. guys are just cold right now. Maybe they're definitely going to trade for somebody. I mean, a lot of these guys, a lot of these top teams need are going to trade for that one more guy. So. Yeah, Blake Griffin comes in and comes off the bench for the Lakers. That's like a that adds a completely different complexion to that team, yeah. uh, and I, I think in a positive way. So that could make things very interesting. And the Nets will probably get somebody, um, probably get some kind of reinforcements. Yeah. It seems like Andre Drummond. They're saying that he's yeah. going to get traded. I don't know. I I feel like the Toronto and Andre Drummond rumors are bullshit. 
I think that basically Cleveland's just trying to up the price for Boston because I think Boston has legitimate interest in him, but I don't think they want to trade much. I don't, and I don't think they want to use the trade exception on him either. I think they're just going to like wait and see if they can get him on the buyout market. Yeah. And if they can't, they'll live without it. I think it's a smart move, though. I don't think they need to use that valuable traded player exception for someone like Andre Drummond, who is, in my opinion, he's a fantastic rebounder. But he's no more than like a, you know, a low-level starter, yeah. high-level bench player. Yeah, at this point in his career, or at least yeah. on the Celtics. So yeah, so he's. I mean, bringing him in, like you have to weigh when you use that traded player exception. It's like, is this a guy that can, you know, bring us to a championship or lead us to trading for a championship player? Probably not. Yeah. So, um, so moving on to Champions League stuff. Uh, the only game that I would say like I had two big games. Uh, Liverpool beat RP uh, RB Lipsing two zero. Uh, Dortmund mm-hmm. beat Sevilla three to two. Um, and your boy Kelly Mbappe st- scored a hat trick on Barcelona. They beat them four to one. It was a thrashing. Yeah, and that Dominated. was without uh, that was without Neymar too. So that was very impressive from PSG, which I think is PSG and uh, Byron are still to me the best teams. Uh, in the yeah. Champions League, Byron to me is fair. like top, 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 top. They they are so good. And then Juventus loses to Porto, one two to one, which is a shocker. I think they like, they surrendered a, yeah. their first goal was a, like was an error by the goalkeeper, I believe, and. They just couldn't really recover, so they're they're in the hole. I wouldn't put too much stock in that because it is Juventus. They're only down one goal. They scored yeah. one. I think was it were they away? Uh, yeah, they were in Portugal. So, so yeah, they have one away goal, so that's good. And yeah, in Dortmund's top player, uh, what's his name? Halad. Uh, Earl Holland. Aaron Holland. Yeah, he has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's definitely moving on from Dortmund at the end of the season, and he's definitely moving into the Premier League. I will say that. Um, a lot of teams interested. Yeah, in that him. guy is solid. Yeah. I used to love playing with him as um, in uh, FIFA. Yeah, it looks like Chelsea are trying to get in on it. Yeah, but Chelsea they they just signed Timo Warner last season, which is like. I would say I like Timo Warner, but he's also he hasn't that hasn't been working out, and I think. I'm just saying, putting it out there, Man City is definitely looking to replace Sergio Aguero, and this would be the best fit. So, Holland. Yeah. And we have yeah. the money. Maybe there. they get Timo Werner if, uh, if Holland goes yeah. to Chelsea. So, we got Atletico versus Chelsea. I'll be shocked if Chelsea beats Atletico. Let's just say that. We got Lazio versus Byron. I'll be shocked if Lazio beats Byron. And then we got Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. It's not Atlanta. It's not Lo- Atalanta, Atalanta uh, versus Real Madrid. Sweaty Greeks yeah. against Real Madrid. Which I would not be surprised if that ended up in a draw or a loss by Real Madrid. And then we have Man City versus Block. <laughs> Jeez, you guys better dominate. Oh, yeah, we should win. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. This is a classic Man City loses. <laughs> Game. Yeah, very classic. This, this is very classic of that. This is like Norwich City. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you yeah. know. So, uh, um, it's yeah. I, I'm definitely am going to be watching the man's uh, games on Wednesday, but um, yeah. I'll tune into that Chelsea Atletico game just to see if Chelsea can 
put up a respectable showing. Yeah, that'd probably be the one that I watch. Um, yeah. To be honest, I'm not like incredibly interested in, in the other games and the other matches. Maybe Atalanta and Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I'll obviously keep an eye on the scores, but... Yeah. Yeah, but shout then, out to Kylian Mbappe, man. Like he is becoming yeah, the a, baby goat. He's the baby goat of the uh, of uh, the European soccer world right now. Yeah, I wonder he he, if already he ever did, makes he the did move something, to La Liga or Premier League. He did something neither uh, Messi or Ronaldo have done, and that is win the World Cup. And he's and if he if he wins like if he wins like three Champions Leagues and or like two. He would. He is already like in position to t- overtake them as uh, the best soccer player ever. So that's also, a crazy stat. He uh, there's a rumor, granted from Liverpool, oh. saying that oh, Mbappe is only interested in a Liverpool or Real Madrid transfer. He's not leaving PSG. Like it's not happening. Like he's. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Like the only player. That but he, maybe it's not. I would. It's point but zero one percent. It's not happening. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> the slimmest of chances. <laughs> All right. Well. I think. Yeah, I don't see. It. I don't see that. I mean, unless PSG wants like four hundred million dollars, oh maybe they God. could finally get that. <laughs> he Jesus might be worth Christ. that. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely worth yeah. that. He's definitely worth that. Yeah, if I had four hundred million dollars to spend, I would definitely push it all in on Mbappe. Yeah, um, yeah, he uh, he's really really good. It was very clear in that World Cup that this guy was the future. Yeah, um, it looked like he might just be like Neymar level good, but yeah, now like you're saying, it's like maybe he's the next above thing. that. Yeah, he's above that, yeah. dude. Winning a, like winning a World Cup is probably the hardest thing to do in sports. That's in my opinion. It's so it's, hard. Yeah. It's so hard. You're literally the best in the world. Um, it's so hard. At a at a sport that everyone plays. Yeah. So it's it it, so hard. Yeah. So. Yeah, you gotta give you gotta give the props to that team. That team was stacked. I actually found myself rooting for the French, which I've never done in, in anything. So, <laughs> but that when team I dip is my just French stacked. Fries, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, my freedom fries. My freedom fries. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom fries, Eric. Freedom fries. Freedom fries. You're right. Um, in terms of the the Liverpool win, um, it really appears as though Leipzig just gave Liverpool that win. Um, I mean, shout out to Liverpool for not allowing a goal, even though there were some chances for Leipzig to get on the board. Um, they had twelve. They and, shot it twelve times. Had two shots on target, and they. Uh, um, this is Leipzig, and they had forty percent, seven percent possession. Yeah. I mean. Liverpool, they they got gifted their goals and Seven Leipzig missed some missed some shots that they probably could have yeah. made. Leipzig had seven um, offsides. That is tough. Yeah, yeah, pretty tough. Yeah. Pretty tough. But a win's a win. Two rolled goals. That's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Gonna have to do a lot to fuck this up. So. Got to feel pretty good about that. Yeah. So uh, before we get into this whole cap thing, I mean, we won't do the whole cap breakdown, but we'll just talk about it. But we got to talk about the big news that happened in the NFL. Big trade. Big trade. Yep. Big trade. Finally happened. Uh, Carson Wentz traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year. 
that could elevate to a first round pick. I think based off playing time. I think it's like if Carson Wentz is he starts seventy five percent of snaps. You got to give a shout out to Chris Bauer, the GM for the Colts, for not giving up fair value. Fair value, totally fair value. Anybody who says yeah. like the Colts overpaid, like no, they didn't. Like no, this was this yeah. Was, I mean, Eagles fans think that they got jipped, oh, which yeah. maybe they did, but oh, it yeah. seems it seems like fair value. I mean, if you were the Eagles front office you wanted to get too much yeah that was the goal was to get too much but they got what they deserved for Carson Wentz yeah I think that I think I think what they, they're mad about I think if they could have swapped like the second round pick this year third round pick next year, and even then like you get that might be a first round pick next year depending on what yeah. happens well I mean that pick next year is, is more valuable because yeah. if Carson Wentz like you already know what the second round or first round pick this year would be um it would be like a late second round or late third round or whatever but the third round pick next year second round pick next year sorry second round pick or first round pick next year that could be higher like yeah you know early tens or you know top 10 or something like that um in which case it makes it really interesting from like a management and coaching perspective because if Wentz can't figure it out um, you kind of like you kind of gotta bench him and give up on the season. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I interesting. Mean, it was, a, I, I but like that that pick next year is more valuable yeah, for sure. The Colts definitely got their guy that they wanted. I think this off season with the connection to Frank Wright and like that offense. I also I think Zach yeah, Ertz is definitely on the way somewhere else, and I think he could probably I end up in Indianapolis. If, if, if he could. I see. I see some other teams making a play though too, like mm-hmm. Buffalo. Um, yeah. 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 Buffalo. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I. I think that Carson Wentz. I don't, could. It could. I, mean, I, I have. It's to some me hope a for no him still. Situation. Yeah. There's to me. It's like the Colts. Like if they suck, then they're in the they're in the driver's seat to pick first next year. I mean, it's to me, it's not the end of the world if he do, if this does end up being like just if he just ends up being awful, like which I don't think it will be. I think if the worst, they'll be like an eight and eight team, and I don't mean like they have a really good defense. Like their defense is probably one of the top like top ten defenses in the NFL, yeah. and they could only get better this offseason. They just add some more uh, valuable position pieces. So. Yeah, you know, the Colts were one of my uh, mock offseason teams. I'm the mock GM for the Colts, mm-hmm. and um, who I was thinking would be the perfect quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts with how the team is constructed right now is uh, Andrew Luck would be fantastic. <laughs> he would be great anywhere. Yeah, he would. And the, the thing uh, is, like, those rumors of him coming back were so strong. Like, uh, like people were, like, literally betting on it. But, so it was... It was all it's from bullshit, this one. Though. Yeah, it was all from this weird text that like. Yeah. Jimmy from the Colts. Yeah, Jimmy <laughs> from the Colts. Ugh. He's meeting with Jimmy from the Colts. <laughs> He's with meeting with Jimmy. He can't. He misses football so much. It's like, and who I, knows? I, I doubt that I doubt he misses too. football that much. Yeah. But. I think uh, I think the Colts are in a decent position to win that. They're definitely in the driver's seat to win that division. I, actually, I wouldn't say that. I think. Depending on what the Titans can do to bolster that defense, like right now pending, I think the the Colts are uh, a better team. Speaking as the mock GM for the Titans, they're also in a pretty difficult cap situation. So 
Yeah. 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 Um, also, on a on a somber note, uh, Vincent Jackson, former receiver oh, for yeah, my Bucks and the uh, San Diego Chargers, passed away. What was it? Last Monday, I think, was when the news dropped, or this past Monday. Uh, Thirty-eight years old. He was one of my favorite players on the Bucks um, in that stint that he was on them from it was I think 2012 to maybe 2017 I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, always showed up, good team leader, uh, good guy in the community. Definitely seems like a sad end to his life. He apparently had chronic alcoholism, um, and he did have a DUI before coming to the Bucks when he was playing with San Diego. So there were signs there. Um, his family also opted to donate his brain for cte research so mm-hmm. there does there is some believe cte uh, it's another sad one another bad look for the nfl yeah um yeah really it's a shame it's a shame we don't know what else is going on too apparently he was living in a hotel for a month Damn. Uh, in brandon florida one of the most depressing places in the tampa bay area <laughs> shout out uh, <laughs> shout out brandon florida um all our people out there but yeah I, I don't know. I uh, feel pretty bad for uh, for him. Bad way to go, but that is life. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Also, what do you think about this? Nink has gone on several talk shows. Rob Ninkovich um, has gone on several talk shows saying Gronk might leave Tampa to play for the Dolphins and that Deshaun Watson will get traded there. What do you think about this? Uh, honestly, what I've been hearing and what I've been seeing on the NFL Twitter and stuff is that the Carolina Panthers are ramping up to make a huge trade offer for Deshaun Watson. Makes a lot of sense. And that's that, that would if that happens, I know you would be kind of mad. You would definitely be mad, but I mean, I would be kind of mad, but it makes sense. And yeah. I, I feel like we talked about this like yeah. a month or so ago when we were talking about potential Deshaun Watson trade candidates. I mean, I I have been saying from the get-go they're going to want to trade him to the NFC. Yeah. And I also thought that Carolina would be a good fit, especially if they're going to do it this offseason because Carolina's got a top-10 pick. They're going to be in position for a quarterback. They have a quarterback that you can throw out there to help the other guy develop. And you also have... um for Carolina's perspective, you can go all in because your team's not really in a terrible spot. You've got pretty good pieces around there. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady is only going to play like another maybe two years of two good years football. Most, yeah, you know, I, I hate to keep putting a timeline on it because he keeps bursting through every timeline. But like the more time that passes, you know, like, I mean, come on. If he can, if he can play longer for, you know, with great success, that's fantastic but it just doesn't seem realistic yeah. matt ryan's almost out of town drew Brees is potentially retiring this offseason so or, weird that he hasn't announced his retirement yet it feels like the longer we wait the more likely it is that he comes yeah. back uh, which that's... is still great news for the nfc south based <laughs> off how we finished the year so by all means drew come on back i mean as, but, a, as a saints fan like would you want him to come yeah. back no. Yeah, right? It's no. time to move it's on. Time. It's, it's time over. It's Great over. career. Take a bow. But you know what this is all about, right? No, I don't. Drew. Hates Jameis. I truly believe really gives a fuck about having those records. Even though Tom Brady's going to surpass them anyway. 
because Tom Brady is going to play at least another two years. I think Drew wants to try his hand at getting those records. That Chasing them down from Tom. That is so vain. <laughs> it is vain, but the guy is fucked in the head. <laughs> yeah. It, it would so, just be like a very big mistake. It would be a very big mistake. It would be detrimental to and his Sean team Payton, and, and his body. And like, if who's who's the owner and who's the GM for the Saints? Because they have to sit down with Champagne and tell him, like, "Look, bro, we can't bring this guy back." Like, yeah, I think uh, Gail Benson owns. Oh, is Jeff, the is Jeff Ireland the GM? Oh, is he? Yeah, I believe so. Maybe he. They have to move on. It's it's time. It's it's time to go in. I mean, like. I, it, it's just it's not you don't have the same body as tom it's just like you don't have his arm strength that he had during his career yeah. like it's you can't think you're not injecting goat semen into your veins yeah, to yeah, yeah yeah to increase pliability you know it's just go, go you're just not on that regimen you have you have a huge family go be with your family guy yeah god yeah make sure that well i don't know maybe the less time he spends around his family the better because drew's got some questionable political opinions so <laughs> um maybe it's better for him to keep getting hit on the football field uh break a couple more ribs but yeah i i mean and also the saints are in going, like, the oh, worst position what like position financially like to make any out there they're like negative 69 million dollars yeah and that's after some restructures they were initially going into this like 100 million in the red and now they've like managed to whittle it down to like 69 through some restructures and it's like they got a lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball sorry i think the saints are a great place to start as far as like our cap count like look you have michael thomas i feel like if you i feel like his trade value right now is pretty high and you could definitely trade him off he, people would trade for michael thomas yeah. right now his salary isn't even that bad it's only 12 million um yeah they really should they they can just draft a receiver they should they could draft like a rashad bateman or something i don't know there's there's a lot of guys that are available there, that Taysom hill contract is terrible yeah 10 million that was dumb is it only 10 million i thought that he's getting like 16 million next year I mean, his cap number. Maybe they is six, restructured his cap, him. His cap number is sixteen million, but his base salary is ten million. Oh, okay, but without he's bonuses, sixteen million cap hit. Uh, okay, okay, yep. Signing bonus. So it's, he's definitely going to get a signing bonus, which is four million. So it's yeah. like at least a fourteen million dollar cap hit, and then a roster bonus, which he'll make that as well because he will be on the roster. Um, Cam Jordan is, I think, their highest paid player right now, right next to Michael Thomas, which I think keeping him is important. I think he he could stay. I wouldn't cut him or trade him. Yeah, he's good for um, he's good for that team's culture yeah. too. Yeah. There's like he's still his decent. on he's field still impact really good, is still so good. I would not trade him. I think you need someone at his position definitely. I think that Quan Alexander trade it might hurt a little <sighs> bit. I mean, he's he's making thirteen million. That's his cap number. What's the dead cap if you cut him? Thirteen million. Fuck. Yeah, you can't cut him. <laughs> That's not. You can't cut him. You yeah. got to trade him. I mean, but, I think the uh, guy that uh, everyone's talking about them trading is Ryan Ramchick, right tackle. I think he's definitely. Mm. He's twenty-seven years old. Um, let me see. He's that. This, I think they. He signed a. Re, he signed this year. I mean, they right now his cap hit would be eleven million, but. I would definitely, and his salary becomes fully guaranteed this year, so March seventeenth. So I think he, they might be moving on from him. 
they are in a definitely in a, the worst position. I don't know what you do right now. I think you just kind of just stay the course. Yeah. Bring this team in just with again cut. Let Drew Brees retire. Bring in Jameis and just let let it, let it let the dice lay where they may. You know. Yeah, I, I unfortunately the roster can't. is not bad. It's not a bad roster at all. I yeah, mean, they got. It's fine. They I got mean, it's players. playoff roster. They got a really talented roster. I think they just need some a juice at quarterback, and I think Jameis. People people do hate on Jameis, but he is still one of the more like. He's electric. He is electric. He like you never know if he's going to throw three picks in a game, three touchdowns. Like you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Again, with maybe yeah. with Sean Payton's coaching, maybe like and with that LASIK eye surgery, we maybe it's uh, yeah, maybe he's a different player. <laughs> believe he fucking put that off so what a asshole um yeah he uh yeah he led the league in passing the year he went you know when he threw 30 interceptions he also threw for 33 touchdowns i mean the guy clearly can play football it's just about cutting that if he could even cut those mistakes in half he would be a fantastic nfl quarterback that anyone would be happy to have on their team so and that's another reason why, too, Drew Brees just got to retire. Because you got to at least give Jameis a chance. He deserves one more chance. To me, if Drew Brees comes back, it's in- incredibly selfish, first of all, because this roster is good enough to make the playoffs without him. Like, that's yeah. – to me, that's a no-brainer. This And with that coaching staff, this is a team that's good enough. They're just fucked money-wise. They can't make any additions. I- they can trade, probably, but they can't really do much. I also wonder if it's another like Tom Brady influence thing too, where it's like, well, everyone wrote Tom off and he came back. It's like this is different, different. though. Incredibly this is, different. It wasn't like you didn't have the weapons, you know. You had all the shit there. That's not going to change. You can't. You really can't bring anyone else in. I mean, they got. So you're stuck with what, what you they, got. What are they looking at at the draft? Um, because that's this is where the Saints can make or break their seasons. Who they who they end up drafting? Because this is this is the only way they're going to be able to add players. They pick twenty eighth. I would. Yeah. They have five total picks, which is good. They have one first round pick, two one first uh, second round pick, two th- third round picks, and one fourth round picks. They got picks. They can add five players. It's not doom and gloom right now. If you're the Saints, you just got to move on from Drew Brees and like. Yeah. When we get to the draft you stuff, could. maybe we can pick. Uh, oh, actually. Speculate. Okay, so there there is no dead cap hit for Quan Alexander, so you can cut him and get thirteen million back. You can cut Janoris Jenkins. Uh, you would save three million if you waited till after June first to cut him, but you could cut him now and save seven million dollars. Drew Brees has a twenty-two million dollar dead cap hit. Oof. Some. They have him restructured to only take a $12 million cap hit this year. God, you might want to keep him. Um, Ryan Ramchick can go. Marshawn Lattimore could be cut, but you don't want to cut him. Yeah. He's good. I'm just trying to look at like who they might cut and who they might need to replace in, in the draft. Um, I mean, I would find the free, agency, a free agency-wise, though, you got Marcus Williams as a free agent, who's great safety. Um, you got what's his name? Is it Sheldon Rankins? That uh, defensive tackle. Yeah, Rankins. He's a free agent. It's um, gonna be tough. I, so I'd say like I think a Emmanuel Sanders line. is too. But you can let him walk though. Um, yeah, they're they're just not gonna be able to bring anyone back. So you might need to draft a safety. You need to definitely draft uh, a tackle. Gotta draft, yeah. Which Christian Barmore could be? Oh, uh, I don't a know. Good. 
He's defensive lineman to get in there. I don't think he'll drop there's, that far. There's also guys like a like got like offensive tackles that could be on the right side um, in the draft. Be like a Jalen Mayfield, uh, Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. You got. You got some cheap yeah. options too in free agency, like maybe Kelvin Beecham. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't think you're going to be able to sign many people. So yeah. again, it may I, like you, they need to add some defensive help. They need to add some off. Like they they definitely have. They're going to have some pieces that in this draft I think could definitely they can definitely fill. I think with that 28th pick, I think that's a dangerous pick because they can definitely overdraft and with that slot right there. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if the Saints could somehow, like, if they really like the player, like, I think, God, what's his name? Ugh. Um, He's an offense. He's a tackle. Slater, Rashawn Slater. If they really wanted to replace Ryan Ramchick and they wanted to trade up for a Rashawn Slater, I would definitely be a, uh, not opposed to that. I think that would be a very interesting. Uh, I think they need the cheap draft picks so i don't think they're i don't think you really have to move up that position trade far. Up. i don't think i think there's some teams that are willing to move back um accumulated a lot you also got there. jared cook as a free agent who also could oh, retire yeah getting um, rid of him so Mr. you gotta Butter you is. gotta get another tight end in there though. oh man but don't i would not draft a tight end in the first round and again nah, i wouldn't either if you if they if they wanted to make the move where and again i don't think they have enough capital to move up that far to get kyle pitts but that would that's the only tight end i would say is worth of the first round i think you can get a decent yeah. tight end in round three with their you have two round three picks so you can definitely you got like that in there. pat fryermuth guy from penn state yeah. and you got a tommy tremble as well boston college there's a boston college tight end that's apparently a third round talent yeah hunter long or something like that yeah i don't know um yeah you you got guys that you could pick up uh in the later rounds that that could be fine there's uh, tight ends are also guys that like you can even pick up an undrafted free agency there's always some guys that slip through the cracks as tight ends um so if your scouting department's really good then uh, they might be able to pinpoint those guys which the new orleans saints scouting department is pretty good Want to want um, to move on to the Eagles? I'm trying. I'm going. Eagles. I'm going down from. I'm going. Let's hit those these teams in the red. Okay. Sure. All right. Let me. Are you on overthecap.com too? Oh, I can go on over the cap. Yeah. Spotify has been really or not Spotify. <laughs> Spot rack has been really slow for me. Um. Okay. So let's expand this out a bit. Who do we got? They have Who's oh my in? the Eagles have forty million dollars in dead money. Oh, God, that is such a shitty bad. Thing. That really is rough. so bad. <laughs> Deshaun really Jackson rough. is uh I think he was he released. Oh yeah, they cut Deshaun Jackson this week. That's five million. Yeah, right? they did. That yeah. Carson Wentz dude, Carson Wentz cap number is thirty three million dollars. Woo, that is Woo. still that, still that's dead money right there. That's most of their dead money is from Carson Wentz. God. Yeah, so they they suck. They're they're gonna be bad. Yeah. Um. Again, I think Brandon Graham. He's making seventeen million dollars. You can in his cat, and you can cut cut him, and he would uh his dead money would be seventeen million. So no point. <laughs> I mean, you might as well keep him. Yeah. Um. Lane Johnson. He's making a shit ton of money. I mean, you could cut or trade Derek Barnett, who's actually one of their better players. Again, I think there's that would so be, much that would dead be a good money. trade. They can get a lot for for Derek Barnett. I would trade a lot for yeah. Derek Barnett. 
like look at that salary only 10 million his cap is only 10 yeah for someone that needs a pass rusher i mean yeah he's pretty decent again alshon jeffrey you how is he not retired man he needs to hang it up how is his how is his dead money 11 million dollars that's that's bad so i think a lot of these guys if they cut them if they cut them post june 1st it makes more sense and the eagles there's not really a lot that they can do to to really the eagles have 10 picks they have 10 picks they have a lot of draft capital and i think they're one of the teams rumored to wanting to move up because they're sitting at that sixth spot so I could definitely see the Eagles because right now the Eagles and the Dolphins are uh, rumored to for uh, those. Uh, they're big in the mock draft for the Eagles trading up to three. But do the Eagles again? Are we satisfied with Jalen Hurts? Do we want to move on from Jalen Hurts? Do we think? Do we like a quarterback that? Do we like Justin Fields enough to move up to number three to take him? Do we like Trey Lance enough to move up and take him? That's a question that they got to have. Yeah. They could they could also save some money by restructuring some guys, I guess. I don't know. But God, I'm just trying to look at this. I don't know what the fuck you do if you're the Eagles, man. I'm glad they're not my team yeah. that I'm making moves for. <laughs> I mean, again, I think they're not in the worst position. They do have ten draft picks. Mm-hmm. They and have ten yeah. draft picks. I mean you could they could do a lot. I mean, with ten draft picks you can you can uh I mean I think they they're are definitely bad. gonna cut and restructure a lot of contracts right now. But again, Having ten draft picks is a blessing when you're right like with when you're in like this bad of a situation with the cap, forty three yeah. million dollars like negative and negative mo- just money, that's bad. But they are in a bad position for this upcoming year though. Yeah, for, as far as I feel like, Eagles fans they got and they're the most passionate fans in the NFL. I would say in my opinion, uh, I mean the ones who like critic who are the most ruthless towards their team. No one is as, as ruthless as Eagles fans are. But yeah. Again, I think they're not in the worst place. But the biggest question to me, again, is are they satisfied with Jalen Hurts? And I think this offseason, I wouldn't I wouldn't move up to draft a quarterback. I think they're in a pretty good spot at six to get to get a weapon for Jalen with, like, maybe Jamar Chase falls there. Maybe they trade. I don't know. Like, again, yeah. I don't think they should trade up for a quarterback because I don't think Justin Fields is – I think Justin Fields is better than Jalen Hurts as a prospect, but I don't know. Do you want to go in on again on a quarterback and waste that number, I don't know. S- I, number six pick? I, I think that you can write it out with Jalen Hurts and you find out whether he's your guy this year or if he's not your guy, based on the situation of the team as a whole, it seems like you're probably going to be in a position to pick in the top five next year and be able to to grab a, a new quarterback. So I would write it out with Jalen Hurts for this year. See what you got. I thought that he played decent last year. Me too. So. And I think if you add like a Jamar Chase, because I feel like if they stay put at six, there's a good chance that Jamar Chase was def- will definitely be there because I don't think – I think the Bengals are hoping for the big – what they're uh, the Bengals really want is for the Dolphins to pass on Panay Sewell or trade out of that spot. And then the Falcons, I don't think – I think the Falcons could end up taking a quarterback, or they might not. So I think the Falcons are definitely in a place where they could trade back. But if I'm the Eagles, man, I would stay at six, 
maybe move back or maybe move back with somebody who wants to move up and draft a quarterback and then just get more picks. Get more. Yeah. Yeah. Trading back wouldn't be bad and just supplementing depth and all that because you got a lot of guys that are going to be gone Yeah. on this team. If not this year, then next year. Um, yeah. Do you, let's move on to the Rams. We'll probably try to fit in the Rams and Steelers and discuss their cap situation. Then uh, we might go through a few more teams next week. And, yeah. Because uh, we should, because I think free agency opens up on the 15th of March. So we do have a lot. We, we can, we, we, by the, I think by the, by the 15th, we probably should be done with this uh, segment. Yeah. I'm down to ease our way through, yeah. through this. So we can, yeah, and, and we can do the Rams and Steelers and then just, uh, and the yeah. pod. And we'll see how things shake out. Yeah. And then we can make our like free agency um, recommendations like a week before. Um, yeah. So we won't do it quite like we had planned out last week, but we'll take our time to evaluate some of these cap situations because they're yeah. fucked. Also, before we, we move on to the Rams and Steelers, the cap floor did get set at $180 million. So we know that the NFL is going to at least, like teams are going to be able to spend at least that much, $180 million on their yeah. teams. The indication is that it's likely going to be higher. It's possible that it could go up to $200 million and be kind of consistent with what it's been over the last, you know, I think, what is it, one or two years? Yeah. And, uh, and maybe... It could even raise more depending on how this TV deal shakes out. Uh, so we'll, that'll factor in heavily. You know, if the teams have an extra twenty million to spend, mm-hmm. factor in heavily to some of these decisions. So with um, the Rams, they're in an interesting spot because they're to me. I, I I'm not a fan of uh, trading away all your first round draft picks. It's a very win- yeah. yeah. I, I'm a fan of winning multiple Super Bowls, not just one. Yeah. And that's what the Rams are. Le- they just want to win. It looks like they're just so desperate just to win that one Super Bowl, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, that's if that's the way they want to run it. But right now, a lot the, all their money is tied up with their top three players, and that's Aaron Donald, who deserves all the money in the world that he makes. Jalen Ramsey, who deserves all the money that he's making. Matthew Stafford, he is. I mean, I mean, that's a fine cap number. That's for, a fine cap number for him right now. For him, uh, Cooper Cup. I feel like that deal's a little rich, but I understand it. I mean, he is uh, yeah. he is the lifeblood of that receiver room. And Robert Woods I like a lot, too. And Andrew yeah, Whitworth, I think him. this is where, to me, I have a big problem. Is like He's extremely old. He's like yes. He's been he, one year away from retiring the last two years, and his there's a lot of money tied up in him right now. And, his cap, and, and he is going to stay. They're not cutting him. I yeah. promise you that they won't cut him. Which is again, I think the bigger mistake because they have better players who need to be resigned. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they Michael also... Brockers is. A, oh no, he's not. He's, he's good. He's Michael Brockers could be cut though. Yeah, he's definitely. The... You could, you could save four and a half million by cutting him. Um, Leonard Floyd, he's a he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Yeah. He's pretty. He, good. Or he could be a free agent. I don't. I don't know. I think he is. Yeah. Free, yeah. free agency yeah he is a free agent you're right yeah zero dollar base salary what is he getting the three million for though he's got he's still got a three million dollar cap hit this year so that's kind of confusing by over the cap jared goff um, and todd Gurley are fucking them in the dead money category yeah that 22 million dead money for jared goff is tough eight million todd Gurley, yeah. that's tough 30 million total in dead money um yeah rob havenstein is a guy that you could cut and save five million dollars, but then you'd have to find a replacement for him. Um, yeah, uh, what's his name? Gerald Everett, 
tight end. He's a free agent. He could walk. Um, yeah, you don't have a ton of options in terms of improving the team. You're and, just going to see some guys leave, and then you're going to have to really crush it in those mid rounds of the draft. Yeah, Although, they would. Yeah, they definitely they don't need have their first it. round this year. They definitely need the crush in the mid round of the draft. I think third round and fourth round are going to be huge, huge for the Rams yeah. this season. Basically, you need to find starters or like solid yeah. depth pieces that will get playing time. And again, um, I think this yeah. roster is in not in the worst spot as far as competing for a Super Bowl. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. The bigger question, of course, is if is Matthew Stafford going to perform up to what the, their expectations are? I think yeah. he might. I'm leading towards he will because I think he, I, I am not the biggest fan of his just because he's wasted 12 years of his life in Detroit doing not absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. So maybe 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 he I don't know maybe he'll uh he'll he'll make it to the playoffs more finally so. Yeah I I I can concede that too. So. Yeah, I can concede that he definitely hasn't had the most help in Detroit, but it's not like he hasn't had any help in Detroit. Yeah, I would say um, I, th- I think it's just been a, like a, a a series of un- un- unfortunate events with him in yeah. Detroit. So. But, but again, yeah, I I, I, I think LA is is in good a position as anyone to compete this year. And that it's just that division is so good is going to be really good next year, and I think they might. Yeah. I think the 49ers to me are. If Jimmy G comes back well, I think that team's going to be really good. I think that team's going to be pretty dangerous. Yeah, and I think Seattle's yeah. in a really bad spot right now. As far as we'll we'll talk about when we get to their cap situation and free agency stuff, they don't have I that much room to work with either. So no, they don't. And the Cardinals, um, I think, make or break year for them. Will Cliff Kingsbury finally turn it around? Because if he doesn't, he's gone. Yeah, I have a feeling he's gonna be gone. That's my opinion. But um, I don't, I don't hate where the Rams are at. They do have their, no. I think their, the Rams are fucked, as, their team. As far is, as everyone being in a shitty financial situation in that division, at least, um, they're at least they at least have a lot of talent. Yeah, they have a really talented wear. roster. Yeah, they're good on that. Uh, speaking of teams that are in a tough division, Pittsburgh Steelers coming at fourth. They're in a disastrous situation. Um, uh, there, do you look? Can you look at Ben Roethlisberger's cap number? Yeah, his cap number is forty-one million two hundred fifty thousand oh. dollars. But if they cut him, they would save nineteen million dollars. They gotta cut him. So they gotta. Yeah, cut him. they've been talking about it. They have been very non-committal to bringing him back. I think they're basically trying to be like, "Hey, bud, you should retire." Um, they, which is smart. In order for the Steelers to survive in that division, they need to cut him. They need to cut them, and you know what? I know what yeah. they need to do. Don't draft the quarterback because you they're they're in draft. Let's see where they're at in the draft. They're not in the best position draft wise. They only they have eight picks, and they their first round pick is number twenty four. That they have a they, to me they have a really interesting uh, backup in just Josh Dobbs, who's they drafted. Yeah. I think just ride the season out with him. Yeah, you let Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins. Josh Dobbs, Dobbs kind of competed compete for, for all the, the all the quarterback yep. spots. And that you could the, try to yeah. trade for Sam Darnold, but I really don't think it's worth it. I think you could also just wait a year for him to hit free agency yeah. and then you know decide from there what you want to do. Yeah, if you want to make an offer for him, let. Uh, and there's going to be other quarterbacks on the market next year too, and you're in a better cap situation. So, 
Um, or you should be in a better cap situation. Yeah. I don't know. I think they also have to let discuss Juju extensions go. for um, let Juju uh, go. TJ Watt. Oh yeah, Juju. Yeah, he could unless yeah. he comes back at the right price. I you wouldn't. probably want to let him go. He's probably not going to come back at the right price. I think that the Jets or Raiders will make yeah. an offer for him. They need to. They need um, to make enough. They need to cut enough and uh, have enough money to re-sign Minka next year because he's a restricted free agent next year. They need to bring him yeah. back. Yeah, you do need to extend him, too. Uh, so basically, they have to, in terms of free agents, they got to let Alejandro Villanueva walk, their left tackle. So you're going to need a new left tackle. Zach Banner, they think, could be that guy, from what I've read. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played on the right side most of the time, and he had an injury and all that. But they think that they can move him to the left side, and you would probably get him for pretty cheap. So you probably re-sign Zach Banner. Um, you let James Conner walk, for sure. Oh, that yeah. just didn't work out. Mike Hilton is a cornerback. You have to decide between him and Cameron Sutton. You could probably let Mike Hilton walk and re-sign Cameron Sutton. Um, you let your linebacker Avery Williamson walk. You can replace him uh, relatively easily. I, they didn't give up much in the trade to bring him back, uh, much in the trade to where they need to bring him back, so that's fine. You and could, also, they, I think this is kind of okay. not updated, but Marquise Pouncey retired, so that's eight. That's uh, yeah. $6 million off right there so they're at 20 million really yeah. in cap space yeah so yeah so they yeah they saved 8 million with that and vance mcdonald also retired um where's his cap hit at oh, oh they already have him in his dead money yeah. um okay yeah so those guys retired um yeah so they'll save some money with the marquise pouncey retirement you could um you can cut joe hayden yeah which let me find where his uh his cap, his cap hit. You'd save seven million by cutting Joe Hayden. You can potentially cut Eric Ebron to save six million. I would. Yeah, you can cut David DeCastro. You'd save eight, almost nine million dollars by cutting yeah. David DeCastro. And then right uh, there, you're kind of back in it. And they need to now again. Their biggest free agent this year is Bud Dupree. He is gonna be. Yeah. He is. He is gonna be a big commodity in that free agent market. Who is coming off of a uh, off of a leg injury? But yeah. even still, even I don't think still. it matters. I think people are still gonna want to pay. Oh yeah. Him. I'm, I mean, I'm, I want the Dolphins to go after him. So. Yeah. If uh, if Shaq Barrett ends up leaving, I'd want the Bucks to take a look at him. If if we're just like a, a few million dollars off per year with mm-hmm. Shaq Barrett, Bud Dupree is a backup option I'd look at. So. Yeah, I think you you need to bring back Bud Dupree at the right price. Matt Feeler is another offensive lineman they should try to bring back at the right price. You bring back Ray Ray McLeod as like depth receiver and return specialist. Um, but it's still going to be tricky. I mean, there's moves that they can make though. They can also yeah. they can extend Stephen Nelson and lower his cap hit. You can extend Derek Watt, lower his yeah. cap hit. They, you can restructure team. Cameron Hayward and Stephon Tuitt's yeah. contracts to try to free up some space. But if the biggest thing is Ben leaving. Yeah. You have has Ben cannot be back. Yeah, has to you got to cut him if if he wants to come back. There's just no way around it. You're not. It's not gonna. It's, is this team with Ben Roethlisberger's cap hit on the books like gonna win? And if no. you push that money out next year, does that improve your odds for competing in a two year window? No, it does not. So they. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, it's just they. Over, gotta let him go. Uh, they over definitely did way better than what they should have done this season because they're definitely in a weird spot in draft with, like, mid-20s. I mean, this team is, like, at best a 10-win team. 
that was last season's team was a 10 win team yeah they over definitely over um they did better than what most people thought they would which is yeah fine. the end of the season for them was actually i think a more accurate representation yes. than definitely yes. that beginning yeah, sure. of the season so i think it's time to cut their losses and cut their uh, losses. you keep you just keep the good players that you have locked up and you let other guys walk and you figure out the quarterback yeah. situation next year and like again I think this is the one year if I would recommend to the Steelers don't let let the car don't go out looking for a Sam Darnold just let the quarterback situation handle itself and if you guys suck you're going to be in the top t- you're in a draft in the top 10 for sure and then you'll probably have a chance at drafting your future quarterback but may like you got it you can't you cannot panic right now if you're the Steelers. Just let your roster play as it is. Draft the guys you really like, and try to and just go with the. Because like I feel like they have three. They have Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, Josh Dobbs. Those guys can definitely I think could put together a really interesting quarterback competition this offseason. Don't don't yeah. uh, don't rush it. Don't like. I think Dwayne Haskins still I think is talented enough if he had the right coaching or like the right offensive scheme. I think he could definitely put together something i think josh dobbs another guy who's hasn't got the chance yet but i think he could be something special with his ability because he's a really athletic guy super smart i mean worked for nasa yeah. i mean he did some NASA got a good stuff. arm good he's arm, got a, like, just a huge head too you can tell he's got a big brain in that huge yeah head. i mean let him let 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 the let him play i mean don't panic if you're the steelers if you have a bad season this year this is the one bad season you can have because yeah. I think everyone else in your division with the Browns and the uh, I think the Bengals I think the Bengals I it, again you might have to swallow losing losing to the Bengals this season like it's gonna it might happen who knows but it, it, I think in order for to save this to save you from what you did this season you must suck next season <laughs> so, yeah basically yeah I mean you, well, you won the what how many can... games did they win six did they win sixteen games how many games did they end up winning twelve thirteen the Steelers, they won 12. You won 12 games. You should have won, won like 12 eight or nine. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they overachieved. Well, I mean, that, um, that fucking, like, that loss to the Browns in the playoffs, that is indicative of what this team really is. And you got to swallow yeah. that pill. Because I think, yeah, again, he, Mike Tomlin isn't going anywhere. One of the better coaches in the league, no doubt about it. Like, he can coach it up. He definitely coached this team to, like, 12 wins. So, yeah. Well, we got to get out of here, but I'll leave you with uh, one nugget that we can ponder on for next week. If Ben Roethlisberger does get cut, but he still wants to play, does he play for another organization next year if he's a free man? We will I think see. We'll see because when we go over the free agency stuff, I think there might be some teams who might take a swing on I I wouldn't, but so next some week. teams with some shitty quarterback yeah. situations yeah. that I could see. Yeah. possibly so next week that. we got the falcons raiders packers and vikings so we falcons got... raiders packers and vikings all right we, maybe we can fit in a couple more to get us yeah. to free agency because i think we'll we need to with the lions or the like... bears the bears yeah we could yeah we'll do yeah we'll try to sneak in six yeah well all right well as always it's been a it's been a great chat anything you want to leave the people with um Tua Tungabailoa is looking good in his offseason workouts. That's all I have to say. I think he's going to have a good year. Me too. I hope so. I feel it. I feel it in my balls. Deshaun Watson, we don't need you down in the 305. Okay, but we also don't want you in the NFC South. So. 
<laughs> you could go to the uh, if you can just go anywhere else. We, we go anywhere. I respect that you will be in the NFC, but don't be in my division. Don't want to see you twice a year. Go to the All 49ers. Right. Yeah, go to the 49ers. Um, that's it for this week. We'll have more of our mock cut. Well, they're not even really mocks up. It's just more discussions on the cap situations of these teams. We'll report any developments as they come along in terms of who's getting cut, who's getting restructured, how the teams are working themselves at a salary cap hell that they're in, and uh, I'm sure more NBA news and Champions League news. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. your week, everybody. We'll talk week to you next up. weekend. Bye.